If you ignore, ignore what's causing you to ignore your finances and you ignore your financial problems, like maybe you're still using the credit card that got you into a bunch of credit card debt. You know, you, you kind of have to put it in the freezer, guys. If credit cards are an issue for you, put it in the freezer. If you're ignoring the problems, the problems with money aren't going to go away. Nobody is going to take care of it for you. You're not going to get a windfall. You're not going to win the lottery. You're not going to get that giant promotion and raise. You are not going to make it big with your company right away. It takes 20 years to do that. Welcome to Living a Budget. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I'm a financial and career coach at Saber Street. This podcast is for people who are hungry to get to financial independence and retiring early, which means getting out of debt, saving like it's second nature, and setting up your life to pay it forward. Living a budget is about so much more than just budgeting. We tackle the hard topics, all with the goal to have as much fun as possible while getting to financial independence and retiring early, whatever that looks like for you. I firmly believe you can have fun while getting to financial independence because I've done it myself and I know you can too. Let's get started. Welcome to Living a Budget, episode 12. My money will magically grow if I ignore the problems. Oh, this is a hard one. I'm not sure that I really want to address this, but but I think it needs to be said. If you're listening to this, then you are trying to live on a budget. You're trying to live out a budget, live your life so that you can retire at some point and preferably early, right? Preferably early like me. So I'm like barista fire right now or coast fi. So I have to work a little bit, but if I didn't save any more money, my husband and I would be fine for the rest of our lives as long as we continue to work right now. So that's what we're doing. Anyway, I, in my day job at Saver Street, at this company, what I do is I talk to people who have money problems and I help them figure out the, the root cause, the source of their money woes, we go through and and we put some order and organize their financial lives and then root out that that root cause right we'll we'll figure out why there is an issue and over and over and over and over again and i cannot believe this is just an issue people have when they come to me because it 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 existed for for a long time before they sought me out over and over i hear them say i ignored the problem and hoped it it would go away Now that sometimes works, you know, people will tell you and your parents will tell you if you ignore a problem, it's not going to go away. Well, we all know deep down that sometimes it does go away. Sometimes those problems do resolve themselves. Sometimes somebody else takes care of it for us. And sometimes it just ceases to become a problem. Think about this. Like, I don't know if you bite your nails or injure yourself at, at any points, right? If, if you've gotten sick or if you've gotten hurt, your body heals itself. You ignore the problem and it goes away. You ignore a bug bite and it heals. So we've internalized this notion that, you know, if I ignore a problem, sometimes it goes away. 
Well, I'm here to tell you now, when it comes to your money, that is just not going to happen. Yes, if you ignore your money when it's being, you know, if it's invested properly, it'll grow. But that's not the same thing as ignoring a money problem and hoping that the problem will disappear. So let me tell you a story. There is, I'm, I'm working with this one woman right now. She used to make a lot of money, self-employed. Her, her family has just a lot of connections, a lot of hustle mentality. Her family is pretty good at making money and she got that. She's really, really good at making money. Well, she gets older and needs to take a step back for her health. So she got a full-time job with benefits and is bringing in less than half of what she was used to. So she did not budget at this point. She didn't think it was going to be an issue. She thought, all right, I'm just going to settle down and I'll naturally spend less because I am bringing less in. Well, I'm that that doesn't happen. That just does not happen. When people suddenly have an income change, you don't naturally spend less than you. And I shouldn't be laughing. I'm sorry. You have to really keep track of what you're doing because habits are so internalized and ingrained. You have to make a big change in your spending. You have to be intentional or it becomes a problem. Well, she kind of ignored the problem and and hoped it would go away. And when we met, she was behind on her mortgage, electricity, water and sewer, internet and gas. So basically all of her utilities and her mortgage. So she was extremely stressed out because she didn't know how she was going to continue living in her house. She didn't know how she was going to keep the internet on so she could work from home. She didn't know what she was going to do to pay her bills. And she had almost never lived on a budget. So we got into some of her habits and found out that her habits had been, you know, spend it all so people can't take it from me. And that was not serving her. She was, she was able to make in a week, but previously she was able to make in a week what would sustain her for the month. So when her bills came up, no problem. She would grab a job. She would get a job, you know, as an independent contractor and she'd make that money and pay it off when she had to pay her taxes. No problem. That's like three or four jobs worth. She would make that money, pay her taxes. And this does not translate as soon as you are on a fixed income with a full-time job with benefits. You can't just do that unless you're making a lot of money. And even so, that money ends up just slipping through your fingers because what are you saving? So she came to me, she's uh, early to mid fifties with very little saved because her habits had been, you know, whatever money I have, I'll spend it now. So people can't take it from me now that, okay, let me, let me slow down. That was one giant problem, but that's not the only problems that I see that that's not the only problem. There, let, let, let me hop around a little bit because I talk to a lot of people. And if you want to be one of them, go ahead and, and book a complimentary consultation at saverstreet.com. I'm happy to help you with this. And it's, it's a judgment-free zone. All I feel is, you know, the, the desire to help you, you know, the desire to help. You know, there is no judgment as to how people have been living their lives. There's no judgment as to 
what they've been doing, what habits they have, what problems they bring to me. The only thing that I feel is that desire to help. And then we evaluate what's serving you. You know, what habits do you have that are serving you? What, what are we finding? What are we rooting out as an issue here? And let's heal it. Let's heal it from the inside out. So other, other problems that people have are not just being behind on your bills, but not saving enough. That is a problem that that's pretty invisible because it's not like we talk about money in today's society. Not that much anyway, not personal finances. So not saving enough is an issue as well. If you don't save enough for your retirement, you're not investing in different ways, then it's going to sneak up on you. And what is enough, right? What is enough? That's different for every person. You have to do the calculations. What is enough? So that's an invisible problem. And these are like surface level problems, okay? We get real deep soon. There's another problem that I see often, often, often. People not thinking debt is a problem. Like, no no problem. I'll just go back to school and take on more student loans. Well, how are you going to pay for it? Right? How are you going to pay for it? Oh, well, with student loans, you have to pay those back. So, you know, or I, I can't afford a car, so I'm going to get a car loan because I need a car. What are your options? What are your options? Let's really think this through. When do you need it? Why do you need it? What are you going to use it for? Let's really think it through. I need to live by myself. Do you? Do you? Part of this is is really looking at what are your money problems and ignoring them is not going to make them go away. I had this one client who I wish would come back. She signed a lease for a luxury apartment complex right before signing up to work with me. And she said it she said she signed it so that she would be locked in and so I couldn't take it away from her. Well, you know, newsflash, I don't take anything away from anybody. We decide together through discussions and you decide what is right for your life. I'm not the decision maker here. You are. We talk through it. We expose reality and we expose ways of thinking. Group Financial Coaching is a group that's getting out of debt together. We celebrate wins, keep each other accountable, and tackle the hard life questions that come up. If you wish you had a group of like-minded people to lean on and learn from, join us in Group Financial Coaching. We're here to help you get to financial independence and have fun on the journey. Learn more at saverstreet.com slash groupfinancialcoaching. So this woman... She signed the lease for a luxury apartment complex because she had multiple problems. Surface level, let's go into it, and then we're going to go a little bit deeper. She had a terrible credit score because she was behind on her rent payments and behind on some of her debts. So she had piling up on debts. And she also had hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loan debt. Her debt to income ratio was way off. And she couldn't offload them because they're student loans. 
So you can't get rid of those things in bankruptcy. You can do things like income-based repayment plans, but but how are you going to get ahead on those? So those were two separate problems. The third is she took a little bit of a pay cut recently. So she could barely afford what she had. The fourth problem is her apartment complex allowed her to be a month behind. They had a program that let people be a month behind, which kind of locked them into living there. Because if you're a month behind, well, by by nature, you know, by by the, you know, the law of inertia maybe or or something like that, it's hard to catch up. So you've already put in first month, last month security deposit, you're a month behind. You know, how are you going to save first, last and security deposit for another apartment complex to move and pay for, you know, pay for your apartment complex, get ahead. And it's a ding on your credit score. So, you know, she had a credit score of like 540, couldn't get approved for a new apartment complex. She felt locked in to where she was and locked into her financial mistakes. Then let's get a little bit deeper. She was the aunt who gave. She didn't have children of her own. She wasn't married, but she was the aunt who provided, you know, gifts for her nieces and nephews and would help her parents and would help her brothers and sisters and had this reputation as the family member who gave and who helped out the family member who was successful and didn't have other people to who were relying on her. So she could do things like this and she kind of got locked in to that reputation and didn't want to let it go. She didn't want the embarrassment of opening up about her financial situation to her brothers and sisters, to her parents, because here she was with this, this PhD and $350,000 of student loan debt, which nobody else knew about, but me, how was that going to look? If she tell, told anybody about it, it's it's a social problem. It's an ego problem. It's a, a procedural problem, you know, mechanic problem of how do I actually get out? How do I go find another place to live? How do I break this lease? How do I get out of my car payment? How do I, you know, how do I actually do all these things? This is why I wish she would come back. But she felt like she couldn't afford it. She couldn't not afford it. Here's the thing. The thing, she would have been in a much better place if we had talked, kept going. So anyway, uh, think of that as you will. But this is to say, if you ignore, ignore what's causing you to ignore your finances and you ignore your financial problems, like maybe you're still using the credit card that got you into a bunch of credit card debt you know, you, you kind of have to put it in the freezer, guys. If credit cards are an issue for you, put it in the freezer. If you're ignoring the problems, the problems with money aren't going to go away. Nobody is going to take care of it for you. You're not going to get a windfall. You're not going to win the lottery. You're not going to get that giant promotion and raise. You are not going to make it big with your company right away. It takes 20 years to do that. So you're not going to get this windfall that's going to fix your financial problems. You need to fix it now. And if you fix it now and you're able to pay off that debt, you're able to save the money, then in a year from now, that year's going to pass by anyway. A year from now, you're going to look back and be so happy that you tackled those problems. 
You're going to look back and say, yeah, I was behind on my bills and I caught up and I'm so proud of myself. I can now afford an amazing Christmas. I can afford that vacation. I can, I can pay cash for things that I put on my credit card before, you know, I can get the nice beer. So, I mean, ignoring your money problems, those aren't going to go away. Sorry, guys, stop ignoring it. Stop. It's not serving you. Figure out what the root is. Are you worried about what people will think about you? Well, I'll tell you what, if you are honest, if you are open, if you are vulnerable, people will like you more. Stop worrying. It's not serving you. If you feel obligated to help people out with your money, well, listen to the, listen to my podcast episode about money boundaries with family. You're not obligated. Talk to them. Think it through. Plan out your future and take care of you and your spouse if you're married and your family if you have one, your immediate family. If you feel like you need to project this this outward persona of somebody who's incredibly successful, you'll still do it. It's all in your attitude. It's not in what you have. People think I'm really successful and to a degree, sure, but only because they, they see certain things. We all put some sort of persona on social media and guess what? No one really cares. Nobody cares that I didn't go to Disney World every single year with my kids. Nobody cares. They'll be happier if you're honest, if you're really taking care of your future and they'll be happier if you're there for them. That's what being a friend is all about not showing how successful you are. I'll tell you what, people aren't really thinking about you anyway. Very few people. So uncover, uncover the root, the real issues around how you are allowing money to control you, allowing other people to control you. Take back your control and fix the problem because ignoring them is not going to magically make them disappear. It's not when your body heals itself, you know, when you get a cut and your body heals itself, your body's hard at work. It's just subconscious. Nobody is hard at work for your money, but you. So understand what's going on. Take a real hard look, make a plan, and then figure out how to follow it. That's it for today. I hope I abolish the myth that, you know, money will magically grow if I ignore the problems. It's not going to. It's not going to. You have to make a plan. You have to understand where your money is going. You have to follow your plan. You have to root out the root cause of of any sort of dysfunction around how you're thinking about or feeling about money. And then... When you have your systems in place, when you have your guardrails up, when you know what you're doing and why and how it works, then, then your money will magically grow and you can ignore it because there aren't problems. Okay. I hope this helped. I will talk to you soon. I'll see you in the next podcast. Reach out. If you have any questions at saverstreet.com, there's a contact me right at the bottom. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye. 
thank you for listening to this episode of Living a Budget. I'm glad you're here. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate our podcast on iTunes or whatever you're using to listen. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at saver.street. And if you need help with your personal finances, feel free to book a complimentary consultation at saverstreet.com. We'll help you find what you need in your journey to financial independence. I'll see you in the next episode.